2: Hey everyone, how's it going? Hassan here. You are listening to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. Today is July 18th, 2016. It is episode number 127, The Pokemon Go Phenomenon. Today, I have Greg here with me.
1: Hi everyone, how's it going?
2: And Barry. Hey guys. So the three of us will be discussing uh, the latest and greatest from Nintendo, which honestly isn't too much, but you know we're gonna make the most of it, and we're just gonna have some fun with this. So, <laughs> so yeah. So we have we have a couple different topics to discuss for tonight, and as usual with the Nintendo Fuse podcast, uh, what makes it extra special is the fact that all of you can interact with us as well. So if you ever are interested in joining in, you can head to NintendoFuse.com. You'll see the instructions on how to join in, but you can call into the podcast live. Um, And you can also uh, post in the chat rooms as well and voice your your thoughts. So we always love to hear from you. So let us know if uh, if you have anything to say. Um, So to kind of kick things off, since it's been a little while since the last episode, um, I figured we'd kind of all start talking about a little bit about what we've been playing recently. So, uh, Greg, do you want to start and let us us know what you've been playing?
1: Sure. Um, I've been very much into Fire Emblem Fates. I am had beat Birthright and Conquest, I am now going through Revelation. i am just reached Chapter 19, so the end is near for Fire Emblem Fates. Are we all ready for the new mobile game in September? Um, outside of that, I've also been still playing Super Mario Maker. I absolutely love being a part of the community and creating new levels weekly, playing everybody's awesome levels. Please feel free to send me any level codes if you're still playing and like some really nice levels, and I'll help promote them. And finally, what we'll be talking a little bit about today is I've also been playing some Pokemon Go, which has been really cool.
2: Nice. Right. What about you, Barry?
0: Uh, I just finished up with a couple console games, uh, both Tales of Zillia 2 and Tales of Visteria which uh, I'm several years late now. Uh, just with life, I haven't really gotten a chance to get to them, and I love the Tales of Series. So uh, after finishing that, I was talking to a friend of mine, and I like, oh, you know, I'm going to finally get into the Zero Escape Series. And I said, you know what? I need to play some portable. You know, that gives me more freedom. So I'm going to start that. And I probably did all three games, uh, which is 999 on the DS, Virtual Blast Reward on the 3DS and Vita and the newly released Zero Time Dilemma on the 3DS and Vita. And I am going to say it probably took me a collective 60 hours for all three games. And it was probably the greatest 60 hours I've spent in a video game in a long time. Like, just, if you like its face, if you like like, visual novels, if you like sci-fi stories, I couldn't recommend these games enough. Uh, There's a lot of reading involved, but they're just, they're just awesome. They're a little bit of horror, but it's not scary at all, and it's really, like, out there. And as a writer, I really appreciate mm-hmm. writing like that. So it's really well done. Uh, sad that it's over. Uh, and like like Greg, uh, Pokemon Go, I've been playing, and after I finished uh, Zero Time Dilemma, because I've been playing Pokemon Go, and obviously you can't do that while sitting down, uh, I started Pokemon Omega Ruby, which is I've had since launch, and I've never actually gone and Played it, so <laughs> I've been playing Omega Ruby. Uh, I got some preparation for Sun and Moon. Uh, so that's what I've been up to.
2: Nice. Um, for me, uh, played a little bit of Smash Brothers. My cousins um, are are visiting uh, from uh, the West Coast, so they're they're over here for a few weeks. I've been playing a few games here and there. Some Smash Brothers, a little bit of uh, Pokemon X, kind of doing some like four-player two versus two battles and everything, which has been pretty fun. Um, and then of course. Pokemon Go as well. I mean, who isn't playing that game right now? You know. So, so we'll talk about it later. But you know, I'm repping uh, Team Mystic, so Hello. there you go. <laughs> um, the shirt just arrived today. I was like, sweet, perfect timing. So ready. Um, but, uh, but yeah, all we should have right? made all
1: our taglines like the different team colors that we're doing. <laughs>
2: Either yellow, oh, yeah. well, blue,
1: or red. Mine's,
2: mine's blue already, so it's it's fitting. Alright, fine. I've gotta change my color now.
1: I'm usually green. <laughs> but I I will now change it. for Valor. Yeah, I'm also Valor too then. Me and Barry are on the same team.
2: Uh oh. You guys are on the same team as my sister too. She got a Valor shirt as well. I'm outnumbered right now. Uh oh. <laughs> Where's Steve when you need him? What what team is he on? he better be on Mystic. I need his help. <laughs> you probably know. Um, have... No, he's probably yeah, have... he probably is well. <laughs> Uh, but we'll, we'll talk all about, uh, about Pokemon Go and everything uh, uh, in a little while. Um, but uh, we do have uh, a piece of news, though, that we wanted to discuss. Uh, Barry, do you want to discuss the, uh, the recent discovery?
0: Uh, yeah, I, uh, this is more for, I guess, retro collectors and, and for people who follow like, older Nintendo stuff. But back in the 90s with the N64 out, Nintendo announced they were going to have the add-on, which is the N64 disk drive. Uh, if you haven't followed Nintendo, if you weren't alive then and you're listening to this or you just were, were too young, what it was was going to be an add-on uh, to the 64, which was going to allow extra RAM, allow you to customize levels, allow you to, to add in face mapping, like, even connect to the Internet and limited uh, capabilities. Uh, so it was going to be quite ambitious Um problem with it was it was a development hell. A lot of games that were planned for it, like Earthbound 64 turned into Mother 3 on uh, the GBA. Zelda Ocarina of Time became the cartridge version. Uh, conquer was originally supposed to be there. There were a bunch of games originally supposed to be uh, on there, one of which never officially came out, which was Euro Zelda, which is going to be an add-on to Ocarina of Time after it was moved to cartridge, which was Semi-released is Mystic Quest, and it still pains me that we'll never get the full Euro Zelda. Uh, it did release in Japan. You can buy Japanese units, but not so well. They are rare. Uh, the problem with the Japanese unit is you need a Japanese system mm-hmm. to play, and you can only play the Japanese games. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, the interesting
0: discovery is that an American retail-ready unit has surfaced. And we know it's an official American unit, uh, it's been confirmed by a former Nintendo employee, and the biggest seller is on the boot-up screen. It actually says, please enter disk in English as opposed to Japanese. Um, there's a disk that was also found with it. The disk itself cannot be booted up because it needs a uh, cartridge, uh, and there's no American cartridge counterpart. That disc, however, hopefully, could be dumped, and we may actually have the demos of Earthbound 64 and the original Green Time demo and stuff that has been lost for for 20 20 something years. So we may actually get a chance to experience these games that never came out, and that's huge because where has it been sitting all this time, uh, we thought it was extinct. So it's, it's almost like the Super Nintendo or the yeah, Super Nintendo CD PlayStation. That surfaced after all this time. It's kind of like another one of these holy grails. So it's an interesting piece of Nintendo history. They, Nintendo of America
2: clearly was ready to to launch it and get ready to, and they pulled the plug. And that's that saddens me. Mm-hmm. It always fascinates me how like that kind of stuff, how it surfaces so many years later, just out of nowhere. And it's like, where did that come from? Like, how? You know, it's always so interesting.
0: Well, it did surface in Seattle, which is where NOA is. So. If it's gonna serve us somewhere, it doesn't surprise me it was in the Seattle area.
2: Right. That's true. Um the uh I always wonder like if that went if that had released in the US, how you know it would have done or I mean I don't know if it would have been as, you know, poor in sales as it was in Japan or if the US would have received it any better or not. I wonder. One
0: interesting game that was released there was Doshin the Giant was a sixty four d exclusive and then it was put up to the gamecube uh, for the for Japanese market and european market, but the american market never got it and it's a nintendo i p there's a smash brothers uh trophy and we'll we'll never play the game
1: in american market
2: <laughs> yeah well that is definitely definitely pretty interesting so we'll see you know i wonder if they do end up getting to to dump that disc and see what's uh what contents are on there as well. And we'll have to see uh, what surfaces from that. So definitely definitely interesting. Um, I want to give a, uh, a little status update on the, the the Pokemon Go team going on here. So apparently Steve is Team Valor as well. So I'm outnumbered. Uh, Mike says he plans to join Team Yellow. It just launched in Canada, but he will join Team Yellow. So he's in a whole different team. But in the chat, I have Richard Romero backing me up. He's saying Team Mystic, I got you, Huston. So he's got my back. And, uh, on Twitter, somebody just tweeted me, uh, I was watching the podcast at Fox Rowano nine T. And he said, Team mystic as my team also. So I got, I got people, you know, backing me up too. Thankfully. <laughs> so, uh, he's bringing out the posse. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh Oh, so let, let, let us know guys, if you guys are watching, let us know what team you're on and we'll see, uh, uh, where, how things, uh, how things stand. Um, definitely. But, uh, Speaking of you know, old school retro gaming and everything, uh, Nintendo made this announcement kind of out of nowhere. At first I read it and I was like, wait, did I read that right? Like, did that happen? It's so random. Uh, so the NES is coming back, kind of. Um, so they're releasing the uh, NES Classic Edition. So it's, it looks very much like the original NES, um, although Smaller and slightly different, so some minor little changes. Uh, it comes out November 11th. The console has its own power supply. It has an HDMI port and cable, um, and it has a uh, the NES controller is basically a classic controller, just like how you plug into the Wii remote. So it's got the same connection that is used, like the Nunchuck is the same connection. So that that same thing. So you can actually use it with the Wii remote uh, for Wii Virtual Console games as well. Uh, but it comes with the NES controller, and you can also buy one separately. And it comes loaded with 30 NES games. Um, so the full game list is on uh, our website, so you can go check that out. Um, some of which are multiplayer games. So for $9.99, you can get the extra controller. Um, the actual system itself is. 59. Price? 59. Uh, 59. 99. 99. Okay. So that's. For for 30 games, um, this old-school, you know, classic package, I I mean, I think that's a really good price, in my opinion. I think that's, uh, uh, especially if you were to total up the cost that these were on the virtual console and add it all up, um, it's it's a decent price difference there. So um, what do you guys think about the announcement?
1: I was really surprised by it. Obviously, you were. I was not expecting a new NES to be. Announced before, especially before the NX, but um, I'm actually kind of excited for it. I was probably going to want to get it this Christmas time, and it'll be like a perfect thing that I can like bring on vacation because it's very small and portable. All the games are already on it, and you just plug it just plugs in via HDMI, so it seems that it's very, very simple to like, plug up and get going and be able to play. <laughs> but I definitely was planning to get it, and definitely will be getting an extra controller, so then it would be a lot easier to play some of the multiplayer games with the Mario games and um real actually get it a technical shot. I've never played it and then a few of the other ones are multiplayer.
2: Right Yeah.
0: I, I woke up that morning and I was like raggy as hell and I looked at my Facebook and it's all over Facebook. I'm like what the hell are they you
1: know, what is
0: this? You know, what what I couldn't comprehend it. Uh, seeing that image of like the NES in the guy's hand, and I'm like, what the? And I was, the more I read it, I'm like, this is pretty cool. Uh, and I'm like, Greg, I'm, I'm also going to pick it up. I think it's a really neat idea. Uh, I think it's an odd timing. Um, it kind of makes sense, since they don't really have a holiday game this year, except maybe Pokemon uh, you know, Sun and Moon, uh, maybe Paper Mario Core Splash, if that surprises us, but uh, it's, it's an interesting choice of games. i uh, surprised to see as many third-party titles there. Uh, you know, it would be nice to see more than just Mega Man 2, but uh, I'll take what I can get. But, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. It's something that Sega's been doing with the third party and the ones that Sega makes are from, like, at games. Uh, they've had several of them. Atari's done it with the flashbacks, as well as Polico and Intellivision. So it doesn't surprise me that at least some company would approach Nintendo and say, hey, look, let's, let's get into this market. I don't know if it's officially being made by Nintendo, like in-house as opposed to the other ones, which are third-party. The biggest disappointment for me is that there's no cartridge slot. I would love a cartridge slot to actually play. Like, their Act Games Genesis do have that. Uh, they do not have the greatest sound. They do not have the greatest video. Um, but at least they have that option. So it would be really cool to see if this is – you know, pixel-perfect sound, pixel-perfect video. It would be great to add that in. And then they announced that not only is there no cartridge slot, but there's no Internet connection, and there will not be any new games that you could add to it. So it is a one-and-done, which does upset me, because they're not going to do a cartridge slot, they could totally do, like, little SD cards, add-on, or at least download into flash memory or whatnot to just expand and easily put out, look, give another 30 games, another 60 bucks, or or if you already have the system, 40 bucks or something. And it's an easy way for them to get money, I think. Even if they just put out Nintendo-owned games in a second batch, I think it would sell. But, nope, it's 30 games, and that's it. So, uh, I feel that's a little bit of a miss,
1: but overall, I'm excited about it. Yeah, I mean, the... I mean, the list, I mean, pretty much everybody has to recognize, like, at least more than, like, ten titles in the list. I mean, it's not like they just picked some random titles either. I mean, Super Mario 1, 2, 3, Legend of Zelda, Zelda 2, Adventure of Link, Kid Icarus, Dr. Mario, um, Castlevania, (coughs) Mega Man, Metroid, Pac-Man. I mean, what's weird about it is you have,
0: like, Mario 1, 2, and 3. Makes sense. Zelda 1, 2. Makes sense. Metroid. Makes sense. Star Tropics was like, hello, you remember that series, but then you don't give us Zoda's Revenge. Like, you give, a, you give all the other ones, one, two, and three, and one and two. You give us Star Tropics one, no Star Tropics two. And I understand Mega Man, or I only One, which is sad because it's a third party. Castlevania is weird because they give you the first two and then they don't give you the third. I uh, thought that was kind of a weird omission. But again, that's third party. Star Tropics is in house Nintendo. They could easily throw in Zoda's Revenge on there as well.
1: Yeah, you know, then they probably didn't know how much they wanted to keep a balance between third party and their own games, and it's probably also they didn't want to have, like, 31 games and wanted to like, oh, how about, like, they have to go up to, like, 40, or and then it's like, well, why stop at 40, go to 50, and then it's, you make it too expensive, and then people are not going to get it. Well,
0: yeah, I don't think people would complain
1: if they put 60 games at $60 price tag either. <laughs> that's true, but I I thought I read something It's like, even though you're getting 30 games, I mean, like all that on the virtual console is like equivalent to whatever it's that's like $150 or something like that. So, I mean, that's <laughs> still a pretty good uh, amount of games for $60. It's $2 a game.
2: That's right. A yeah, it comes out to basically now $2 a game. So, it's yeah, it's a good deal for, for what you're getting compared to virtual console. Um, you do definitely save out on on uh, on costs with it um, the uh It is a little odd that you know they 're not going to add more games and that sort of thing too um, but I think it 's uh honestly i mean it 's something that like I never would have thought Nintendo would do, but then when you think about it it 's pretty smart in my opinion because they don 't have anything for the holiday you know you have Pokemon, Sun and moon or some you know one or two games like that, but there 's no console there's nothing that's like a big seller for the holidays. Sixty bucks, you get thirty old school retro games that you know a lot of people will kind of remember. I mean it's to me, like I think this thing's gonna be a big seller. So I think that's that's smart of Nintendo to to do that. And then you kind of rekindle interest in these franchises possibly. And then maybe now you know with the NX coming out, you know, maybe these are franchises that they want to kind of promote and get people, you know, get in in their minds and and kind of do that. So to me, it's like, I never thought they would do this, but you know what, Nintendo, for once, like, I'm proud of you. Like, you're actually making this, you know, smart decision, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, we'll see how that, how it actually sells, but... You know, that's funny. (laughs) I was thinking that exact same thing. Like, that thought came to my head as you
0: started talking. I'm like, oh, I'm going (laughs) to add that in afterwards. And then you said it, so it's funny. (laughs) <laughs> uh, but, yeah, maybe it's hoped that there is a new Star Tropics game coming out. I mean, that'd be great. That, that would be a very smart move for them to rekindle older, dormant franchises. Because, I mean, you think about, like, Kid Icarus Uprising, just, you know, rather recent. And they were very smart when they launched that trailer to have Kit say, you know, it's been a while, but I'm back. Like, in reference to the fact that that series has been dormant for so long. But there's so many kids now. And I say kids, but I'm talking 16, 17, 18-year-old people who have never even experienced some of these franchises that died off in the NES and the SNES era. And it'd be great to see them use this as a way to remind people and reintroduce those franchises and bring them back uh, because people would claim, "Oh, well, Nintendo is just using Mario and Zelda, Mario and Zelda and uh, Pokemon, and like, that's all they're doing. And the few you know, new IPs have not done well, uh, Codename Steam, um, uh, Tamanachi Life didn't do the greatest. Um, so it would be nice to say, hey, you know what? Let's bring back more Dorman's IPU, especially since Star Fox kind of bombed, and they're probably not going to touch that for another 15 years.
1: Well, I mean, Splatoon right. did take off too, so I mean, that was probably a pre praised success there. But...
2: Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think, um, you know, I think I think it's it's they they have to be able to use the virtual console in some way to be able to promote the old school games and and I think with not many people buying the consoles themselves the Wii U and all that I mean you know well then release the old school console the NES and see how that goes so I think um, um I think that's that's pretty good and Mike in the chat is saying it comes out on a Canadian holiday too um, so <laughs> he's like I've seen it and I was like is it April. <laughs> Um, Richard Romero says I really hope Nintendo supplies enough NES mini units I have a feeling they might underproduce these and not meet demand I know a lot of people who are down to pick this up who aren't even Nintendo fans for the price of one AAA title you get 30 NES, NES classics can't beat that and that's true 60 bucks gets you one game nowadays so you get 30 classics um, so uh, that's definitely a, a pretty good deal Um, and then I also want to mention the, the controller itself can be used like on your, your Wii virtual console or anything because it plugs into the Wii remote. So even if let's say you really didn't want to buy, you know, this $60 set with the 30 games for 10 bucks, you can get that NES retro controller. So if you already have NES games in your virtual console, 10 bucks gets you, you know, that controller, um, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, Are you guys going to get like the extra controller and everything?
1: Oh, guaranteed. I would love to have that instead of turning the Wii remote sideways. <laughs> yeah, I'll
0: be getting it. The only thing I hope is that it's not a sign that the Wii mode is going to continue on the NX. Because because that was we need to move on
2: standard controllers. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I wonder uh or or maybe they'll use that same connector for something, but then so you can use the same connector. Chances are they might use the same controller then. So, huh? Interesting. Good point.
1: I don't know. I kind <laughs> of see since the way it like connects to, like wirelessly, they can actually start like, using it. Like before that GameCube, everything was hardwired and everything. I mean, obviously they had the waiver and everything, but maybe it didn't work too well or something because it was like a special slot needed for it. But it might be almost easy to think it up with future consoles. So. Starting with, like, the X, it could use, like, the gamepad and the Wii remotes and whatever the heck they're introducing with it.
2: Right. Can you imagine the control schemes now? You can use the, uh, the Wii remote, the Wii remote plus, the Wii remote with the nunchuck, the Wii remote with classic controller, the classic controller pro, oh, the game controller, by the way, too. Oh, and there's the NES controller, the gamepad. You can use a combination of, like, oh, my gosh. Like, it, it would get so much, like... I can't imagine, like, how crazy it would get for developers, though, too, you know? Like, if they have to use all that stuff. That's...
1: Well, I mean, most of them you usually choose to lock them out. I know Smash Brothers are keen on getting everything in there, but in terms of, like, other games, there's games that don't even use, like, the Wii Remote. It's just a gamepad. It just depends right. on the design of the game and if it requires motion or if they need more than, like, three buttons. <laughs> yeah, I right. um, yeah.
0: All for like a lot of controller options. I think that's great. In fact, it's, it's a hindrance on games, most glaring on Wii U games that do not allow you to use other options like Star Fox. You know, you have to play that with the gamepad, and a lot of people can't, and they just want to a classic controller like Star Fox 64. And because you can't, it's a deterrent, especially when some titles allow you to use everything under the sun like smash brothers uh i really hope that with the nx they just take one controller make it similar to what the other parties have and just do that to make it easier on third parties because if you remember the gamecube days uh while the gamecube did have a healthy dose of third parties one of the well there were two big complaints one was the smaller disc size but the other one was the fact that the gamecube controller only had one z button uh, whereas all the other ones, the Xbox and the PS2, had R1, L1 <laughs> no buttons. So with that extra shoulder button missing, some GameCube ports were hindered, or you had to use some kind of weird button configuration to do what that missing button would do.
2: Right. Yeah. Um, I wonder what they're going to do with the the controller. So I guess speaking of NX, I mean, um, as as kind of our, uh, our next topic here, the. Uh, we still don't know what the NX is. <laughs> we still have no clue. You know, every podcast are like, maybe we'll find out next time we come back. No, nope. still waiting. <laughs> um, when are they going to reveal the NX? What What do you guys think? What, when is this happening?
1: I don't know. I I can see it in two different ways. The first, I think it will probably be like either the end of August or like September because. I feel like that was about six months before they're supposed to launch, and this is obviously assuming it's not in any danger to get pushed back or whatever like that either. Um, my other thing I was kind of contemplating would probably, would actually unfortunately be January. Um, I don't think they would announce it in, like in October, November, or December because it would probably destroy the holiday sales for the Wii U and possibly even like the uh, classic NES. Many things. So I don't think they would want to disrupt those types of sales by introducing the brand new council right into the holiday season. So they would have to either do it before, which is way I think would be September, or unfortunately it would be like January, only like two months before launch, which could prove to be a very bad idea or possibly a genius one, who knows. Yeah,
0: I uh, I actually uh, saw Michael Packard talk about this, uh, not that his predictions are right or anything, um, but he did say, you know, if it's unannounced by September, it's not coming in March. And I actually agree with that. Uh, they do have to worry about, you know, deterring Wii U sales for the holiday if and only if they care about Wii U sales. Uh, and they may not care. They, they, they've pretty much thrown the Wii U under the bus. Uh, if they just continue. Uh, the best thing they can hope for with the Wii U, because let's be honest, this is its last holiday. There's, even if it's still somehow in stores next holiday, they're not going to push it. This is the last hurrah. They need to drop the price for the holiday and make it stupid cheap. They just need to get units out there. Like here, instead of sitting on store shelves, make it like one forty nine ninety nine with a free game. Like, you know, just get it out there and at least, allow some of the great Wii U titles to be played, uh, because everything is pointing to not backwards compatible with the Wii U, since supposedly there's no optical drive. So, for all these Wii U titles to be still there, and still be enjoyed, they need a Wii U, so get them out. Uh, I do hope they announced it before September. Uh, I was baffled they didn't do it at E3. I wasn't the only one. Uh, But most people who uh we're baffled, we figured that, hey, TGS is coming up. That's <laughs> going be TGS, uh, because it's Japan and Nintendo. They're going to do it there. And now they're, they're announced they're not. So now they're missing TGS, uh, which is, the, the you know, like, I think the last big show of the year for games, uh, at least the, the most obvious one they could announce it at. So they're either going to do their own thing, Space World's coming back, or some, like, like, Sony did their PS4 announcement as its own little thing. Or we may get January, in which case, congratulations, everyone. You've got two months to find out what the NX is, decide if you want it at launch, and then pray you get a pre-order in time. Because <laughs> they're going to sell out fast regardless whether it be people who actually want it or scalpers, because you know scalpers are going to be all over it.
2: Right. Now with TGS, because they, Nintendo announced they're not um. Uh, they're not going to be, like, at the show and everything, but... Oh, no. um, they're
0: going to be at the show, I believe, but they're going to show, like, Paper Mario and Pokemon. They're not going to show anything NX at the show. Zelda will probably do that, too. Oh,
2: gotcha. Okay, I thought I saw it. Okay, because uh, I was thinking maybe it would be, like, the, when they announced the Wii Remote kind of a situation where, you know, it was, like, announced, but then at that TGS, Nintendo wasn't there, so they just made the announcement and stuff. But either way, I mean, I figure if it's not announced by TGS like mid September, then I think uh, we got a problem because I mean, you know, as these shows are coming up too, it's not just Nintendo, it's other third parties that if they're making games for this thing, they have to like announce it. They have to like advertise and show these games and stuff. So, you know, all these, as these conferences come and go, these shows come and go, they need opportunities to be able to show stuff too. So, um, so for third parties as well. So I think, You know, late August or early September, I mean, if it's not coming then, then then we got a problem. So hopefully, hopefully they do. Well, one of the things
0: that can work for or against Nintendo in this case is people's imaginations and expectations at this point. Because we still have no idea what it is. We just have rumors. You know, one person may think, oh, it's just, you know, something on a kin to the PS4 and the Xbox One. Someone next to him may say, oh, it's going to be you know, 1.5 times as powerful. Someone next to them goes, no, it's got to be at least twice as powerful. You know, we have no idea. Is it going to be like a Scorpio? Is it going to be like a Neo? Is it going to be you know, equivalent to what's there now? We have no idea about power. We have no idea about specs. We have no idea about controller inputs. We have no idea about game inputs. If it's a handheld and a you know, base system, or if it's just a handheld and a base system's coming later, or if they're two separate entities, or if it's like the Wii U where you play with a gamepad and you can take it to East Jibib and it's fine because it's a portable system, we have no idea. So there's, they're in an impossible situation right now where regardless of what they announce, there's going to be people upset because they've let this build up way too long. Uh, so they have to be careful, and I don't think they could do something that meets everybody's expectations, but if they can, or if they could blow our expectations out of the water, that'd be even better. But I have no idea what's cooking up in there. But they're they're honestly on a make or break situation here, and they could wow us like they did with the NES Mini, or like they did with the Wii when it first came out, or we can have another 3DS launch or another Wii launch, and and, and you'll see the stack prices that went super high this week for Nintendo. You're gonna
2: watch them plummet, <laughs> right? Yeah, um, and I feel like the longer they wait, like I was hyped for the NX, you know, wondering what's going on. Even when they weren't announcing an E3, around E3, maybe just because of E3 in general, that hype got me hyped for NX still too. But it's, the hype is dying. At this point, I'm like, I'm just worried about Pokemon Go. I'm, you know, excited about the NES Classic Edition. But the NX is like, I keep forgetting about it. I'm like, I don't even know what this thing is. How can I get excited about it now? And, you know, I think they really have to bring the hype Bring it quick, bring it hard, and hope it works.
0: You know, they should bring it now while people are talking about Nintendo with with Pokemon Go. Nintendo is trending. Nintendo is hot. This is the time to strike when, you know, when the iron's hot, as I say. Because if you read, like, publications, and I'm not even talking gaming publications, other publications that cover occasionally, like, E3 and stuff, or or technology. (laughs) ps is doing this. The Xbox One's doing this. And then, like, in the last line, oh, yeah, Nintendo has their NX coming out sometime next year. Like, it's like an afterthought. Like, oh, yeah, remember them? They've got something, but it's always an afterthought.
1: Right. Well, I know they're really concerned about imitators this time around. They had, like, a whatever uh, interview with, like, uh, um, what what was it, like, Bill or um, Miyamoto or whatever. And we're just like, oh, we're just worried that somebody's going to take our idea and copy it, like, really quickly. So. I don't know. I guess they just don't want to be beaten to market this time around, and that's their primary concern, and that's why there's a delay in the announcement of it. Well,
0: unless it's going to the Scorpio or the Neo, they're going to have some kind of advantage. We know it's not VR. Uh, I doubt it's like the hologram room, the the HoloLens that Microsoft has. Maybe it literally takes us into the game, where if we die, it's you know game over
1: forever. <laughs> Sorry, you can't make that one jump. You're gone. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's it. No contra code for you.
2: Maybe it's like uh uh Pokemon Go, where you actually have to go and play your games outside, <laughs> like out in the real world. The entire system is just augmented reality. So. <laughs> um, who knows? be really good with
1: this augmented reality, because that's how the 3DS launch was, like the Space Raiders, and that was like pretty big. Like all those uh, Amiibo cards and not Amiibo cards, but like those cards,
2: AR cards. AR cards. AR
1: card.
0: Yeah. I don't think it's that because, it's like, like Greg said, uh, they don't want to have it copied. And obviously, they did it with the 3DS. The Vita has it too. Uh, neither system utilized it. Now, Pokemon Go is using it. But if they were worried about their competitors copying it, they wouldn't let Pokemon Go come out because that's already using it.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: I don't think right. it's a plot. With it. Hey. And they plot with Pokemon Go is the first MX title. We just didn't know it yet. <laughs> they
0: need to they need to integrate it somehow into it. It has to connect. They have to ride it. They have to ride this amazing hype train with more and Pokemon Sun and Moon will have a sales boost. And especially if there's some kind of tie in promotion with Pokemon Go. Oh, if you register the code that comes with Pokemon Sun when you boot it up, you'll get one of the uh, Pokemon Sun, Pokemon Early, and Pokemon Go or something like that. Some kind of promotion, they have to. Uh, and there's other things they can do if they were smart, like re-releasing some of the older games or some of the digital-only games, bundle them into a physical package like they did with Pokemon Rumble World, which was a free-to-play 3DS game. They actually made a physical copy of that. You know, just just do that. Like, hey, Pokemon Shuffle. Hey, Pokemon Battle Trophy. Hey, Pokemon Picross. Throw them all together. Boom, 30 bucks you know, just ride that
2: Pokemon train. Right. No, definitely. Definitely. Um, and I guess speaking of Pokemon go, I mean, let's kind of jump right into, to, to that topic. I mean, this game, if you haven't heard of Pokemon G- uh, uh, go, um, like where have you been? Like, seriously, Pokemon go is everywhere. It is insane. Just how much this game has like taken over everywhere. Um, But if you really, really have been living under a rock, what this game really is, is it's a game for your your smartphone. And you go around and you actually catch Pokemon in the real world. Um, And you can take over uh, gyms, which are real life locations in the area. Um, You can uh, basically go to these Pokestops, which are also real life locations and and get items and everything. So um, it's really interesting. It's the first, you know, uh, original Pokemon, for now, uh, and they're going to expand it, you know, as time goes on and add more features and everything, but um, I'll say me personally, I know we mentioned Pokemon Go way back when when it was kind of that little trailer came out, and they're like, oh, what is this game? Like, me personally, I mean, anything with AR, I'm always really skeptical of, because it's always kind of like a, a, a little novelty, and, you know, you kind of play it for a little bit, and it just, it just gets old fast, and it's kind of like, all right, well, it, they have to do it right. If, if they don't do it right, if if the game is like all, oh, you know, the the AR just doesn't work properly, if something like if, if something about it just doesn't work, it's gonna fail. Uh, they did it right, in my opinion, or at least I mean, it's caught people's attention, and it is very addicting. <laughs> I, what do you guys think of the game?
1: Well, I mean, as I mentioned earlier, it it really is pretty geniusly they visit by getting you to like go outside and explore your local parks and doing all that kind of stuff. But it's also been getting a lot of like press because people are like getting hurt or people are getting mugged and other stuff like that because they're not really paying attention to the surroundings. So obviously there comes a little bit of caution when you're outdoors playing on your expensive uh, $200, $400 cell phone. So I think to be very careful out there, but, um, that aside, I mean, it's still pretty neat. You see people walking around all over the place. You can have conversations with random strangers. I've heard people like making new friends because they discovered somebody's like taking over to their gym every day. I have coworkers talking about it. They're catching it on, like lunch, and there's like poka stops that you can access from my office without having to leave. <laughs> um, it's just very solid, like well done. I mean, hands hands up to them. I mean, this is really fun game. I've never really played Pokemon before, and they got me hooked on it now. Does that mean you're getting Sun and Moon? I don't know about both of them, but I've already contemplated getting one of them. I'm just going to see which one has (laughs) more Pokemon to my taste.
2: Yes, Uh, they won them over. Good job. (laughs) Good job. What about you, Barry? How are you liking the game?
0: I I really... I really fell in love with it, much like most people. Uh, it certainly had me up walking more. Uh, I've been doing, like, I, I got to the point where I got, like, blisters on my feet because I've been doing, like, you know, five miles and stuff a day. Like, it's to the point where I was like, shit, I can't play today because I'm in pain. i got to take the day off. And then it still, you know, gets peer pressure my life. i a little more work. Like, oh, let's totally go for a walk, you know. Let's get some Pokemon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like it it really has that effect, and like like Greg said, you know we've definitely met people, uh some of my friends are like, Oh, let's get together one night and just go pokemon hunting and just hang out and like it's become such a social activity uh and it, it's a lot of fun too, because you can you can mess with people we've discovered uh you know we, we we mess with people who are trying to take over a gym, and uh we take it from them before they can get it, and they don't know who's doing it, so they are really pissed off. You know, we've got a gym literally outside my house. Uh, and I told one of my best friends, he's on Team Instinct. I don't know why he didn't sleep it. Um, But he, uh, he, he knows that the gym's right next to my house. And la- last night, literally last night, we were taking a walk and I noticed the gym was yellow. Like, uh uh-uh, uh, it was red. And I checked and I saw he and his brother had taken it. So I'm like, they're, they're here. They've got to be here. They didn't even stop and say hello, those bastards, you know? So we go to the gym, and we just – my wife and I, we just destroy them, and we take over the gym. And literally, like, a minute later, I get a text from him just saying, bastard, and it turns out they drove over. They saw that the gym was yellow, drove over to put their Pokemon in there, and they had just gotten home and checked and saw that they'd lost it already to us. So it was great because it's like that social interaction, even between friends, where you can just literally screw with each other on a whole new level. And uh, it kind of makes it competitive. As long as, you know, I've seen some people like, oh, gang wars and turf wars. So don't, don't be violent. It's a freaking game. Just play around with it. Uh, but, you know, don't take it too far. But I uh, I know there's a really bad bug going on right now, which has upset me and upset other people. Uh, I don't know if you guys know about it or not. The uh, the, the three-paw.
2: Uh, oh, yeah
0: where every Pokemon in their finder is three balls right now, even if they're right on top of you. So you can't actually use that to find Pokemon. It's all blind luck at the moment. So it's pretty much you can't really go hunting. You just have to walk around aimlessly and pray. Um, So hopefully they do fix that, uh, which I'm sure they will. But like you mentioned about the AR, I thought the AR was cool. Uh, It was a great, unique way of adding it in. But I'll be honest, I've turned it off. And the reason I've turned it off is there are times where you'll find it, and then when you get into the AR mode, you've got to look around to try to see it, which can be a pain in the ass when you're trying to walk and keep a step. Uh, but if you do AR mode off, it will always appear in front of you. So you will always have a straight shot to it 100% of the time. Uh, so we've, we've turned it off simply because it just makes walking easier. Uh, and, and if you're one of those that play in the car, my wife, Designated Pokemon driver or Pokemon player while I drive. Uh, there was, so before we knew about that, there were times where like she's climbing over me, you know, trying to AR find the Pokemon. I'm like, something, you know, like I guess <laughs> like I can see. So it, it does make that easier if you're going for a ride and you have a designated Pokemon player
2: to play and drive. Right. Exactly. Do not play Pokemon Go and drive. Um, but or if you're one of those people that has iOS 10 like me with the beta, and you can't use AR mode because it doesn't work. So <laughs> I guess, you know, either way, at least I can play the game in the easier way, I guess. So that that works out. Um, but the, uh, the one thing I really just did not expect to happen to this extent is the social aspect of it. I mean, I know that, you know, it, you could go out and catch Pokemon and all that, but, like, to the extent that, like, I'm literally... I go out to this town center, like this mall, outside mall area uh, last night. And there's got to have been like a hundred different people playing the game over the course of that night. Like we're walking around with people sitting on these benches over here, walking around playing the game. And there's people walking around like, hey, Pokemon Go? Yeah, Pokemon Go. You know, like you're like, you don't even know these people. And you're like, yeah. Like, and then somebody came up to me. Hey, have you seen the Scyther in this area? I'm like, when in my lifetime did I ever expect somebody (laughs) to ask me that question? (laughs) Like what? And I'm like, no, I couldn't find it. And then, like, uh, he's like, oh, yeah, I was looking for this Abra as well. And five minutes later, I find the Abra. And I'm like, oh, shoot, where's that guy? I'm trying to, like, find him because it's like I found the Abra. You know, it's like you want to, like, work together with people. And, like, it's it's so cool how it's become this social thing. And I never expected that. And I think part of it is because of the huge popularity. I mean, it's, like, top of the the, the charts and stuff right now. And because of that, because there's so many people playing, it's so easy to find somebody playing and just, you can immediately make that connection with them, uh, and, and it's it's cool. I mean, it's, like, it's Pokemon. It's one of those things that, like, you know, we all thought it was cool this whole time, and, you know, now everybody's getting in on it, and it's like, all right, now you guys realize, you know, what we've been appreciating all this time. So it's it's kind of <coughs> cool to see that. Yeah,
0: I've had people just walk up to me and go, and and you not, you, you say have people go, oh, Pokemon Go? Like, yeah, Pokemon Go. For us in this area, it's more like they assume like team. Like I've had people come over and go team
2: Instinct, yeah. and I'm
0: like, no, team Valid. They're like, Boo, well at least you're not team Mystic. And walking by, uh, <laughs> you know, and it's funny. Like that's how that's how people up here associate. What team are you? You know, like that's it. Not you We assume you're playing Pokemon Go. Just what team? Like that's what we need to know.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah, I've had that happen at some gyms and stuff too. You walk up because there's like somebody that just took over a gym, like. Was that you? Did you take over the jam? Are you, you know, Team baller or whatever? Uh, this was really cool. So now everybody can know for sure, Sam. So uh, I'm gonna drop the microphone here. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, uh-huh. that's,
0: that's what happens if you drop the mic in a battle.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you drop the mic because it's over. Oh, uh-huh. thanks uh-huh. for tuning in. No. <laughs> um... I just hope that they really get the server situation you' figure it out. Cause it, I, I know it's really hard to plan for something like this when they're just overwhelmed with the sheer amount of people that are playing the game. But even the other day, like the servers were down most of the day and, and I had actually made plans with my sister to go out and play the game and we couldn't. And the next thing I know they're launching in Canada. I'm like, but the servers are down. Why are you still launching in more countries? Like this, please like space it out or do something. So I, I hope that they learn from that and really don't kill the servers again.
0: Well, there's two things with that. One, I heard Amazon has actually offered to show assist and, and help them out because Amazon deals with so much traffic. The other thing, which is a question I, I posed to you guys, what do you think if this if this happens? And it's totally possible because a, Nintendo's done this before, and I know they own a non-controlling share in Nelantic, as well as obviously on you know, Pokemon Company, they own what 33%. Um, but what do you think if they just offer right out to buy yeah, Nelantic and say, "Hey, we want to own you," uh, you know, in this way we can assist you more. You'd now be under our umbrella. It's something they did with Retro. It's something they did with Rare. You know, something they've done with Monolith, you know, it's not out of the realm of them doing. Do you think it's a good idea? Do you think they should? Do you think even if they offered, they would say, no, we want to be independent?
1: Well, isn't it like it's associated with Google? So wouldn't they be charging more than what Nintendo would be willing to pay for if they were trying to make that kind of offer? Well, they've got a partnership with Google, but I don't know if they
2: have I, I think they they used to be a part of, or owned by Google or something, but they're not anymore from what I read or something. Like, I think they split off at some point or something. Um, but I, I think, you know, they use some of Google's stuff, I guess, for the games too with, I'm sure, like the Google Maps yeah, but, kind that's of that's technology fine. and all that. Although, yeah.
0: That's, that's
2: why
0: this, the Switch is happening. Like, if you go to a Pokemon right now, and you would just look at it. Usually there was a map that showed you where you actually captured it. Right now it's a white box because there's something going wrong with Google's connection, and that's why everything is three paws. So maybe there's some black blood that there.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think, honestly, I don't think Nintendo could really, like, I, you know, I hope Nintendo, to be honest, doesn't really get much involved with it because I feel like Niantic, Yeah, I mean, yeah, they have server issues and all that, and I think they can get it sorted out, but it seems like they know what they're doing, and Nintendo lately hasn't made some of the best decisions with some of their franchises, too, so I kind of feel like the Pokemon series has always sort of been a little more hands-off with Nintendo just because, you know, the Pokemon company handles it, that sort of thing. So I think they'd probably just want to keep it that way, and I kind of think that's partly why it's been successful, too, is that, I mean, you know... Nintendo has some say in it, but they also don't have full control over it, so I think you kind of have multiple parties being able to assist and make a better product and everything out of it so um that's how I see it at least. You make bad, boy. Yeah. So, um the uh so what's your what what are your highest or first of all what trainer levels are you guys?
1: I'm like a level eight, I think. <laughs> I'm 16. 16.
2: I'm 11. So, getting there. Um, the, uh, I still, you know, when, when taking over the gyms and stuff, I, I'm still trying to get a handle on the whole mechanic with the gyms. And the. Uh, I'm starting to get a better feel for how it works. And, you know, you tap for your attacks, hold down for the special attacks and all that. But the dodging, yeah. I can never seem to dodge properly. Every time I dodge I feel like I'm not doing anything. Is that like am I doing something wrong? Or how do you what you guys know how that works?
0: It's weird. And and a lot of times it's the server too. It's really hard to dodge when the server's being really bad. Like there are times where I've beaten a gym, but like my Pokemon's really low and I'm just trying to dodge quickly. And next thing you know I see the thing go down and die. But my Pokemon's still up Where they both die at the same time. And my next in line is at like half health and I never even saw it appear in the battle. So I'm like, oh, crap. So it's really hard to dodge with server issues like this because you can't really be precise. So it's blind luck and praying, I guess.
1: Yeah, I've actually never battled in the gym. Oh, wow. I, yeah, the gym that I went to has, like, a Pokemon that I didn't think I should probably take on. It was, was like, you- a CP of, like, 800 or 900, and I was only at, like, 200. When you attack
0: a gym, you actually bring your six highest in to go. Uh, much like in standard Pokemon, you have your six. It's o- only time you bring one in is if, if you go to a gym that's already your team, you can go in and you bring your toughest Pokemon, and you try to beat it. And the, the higher up you get, the more buildup of the gym's power you get. But, yeah, you can bring in six. So even if you say, wow, he's 800 and mine are all 200, you have six 200s. Going after that 1 800, you're probably going to win.
1: But it's only letting me select one. It's not letting me select six.
0: That's because you already
1: own the gym. The, the way no, The other colors are it's always, it's usually like always like blue or yellow. It's, I've never seen it red.
0: If it's red, it allows you to bring in just one. If it's, if it's blue or yellow, it will allow you to bring in six. And then you have to bring its level down to zero before you can actually. Even if you win, you, the, the gyms each have their own level. Uh, so every, like, 2,000 points is another level. And with every level, there could be an extra defending Pokemon. So, like, a level 2 gym might have two defending Pokemon. So a level 2 gym at 4,000 points, if you, if you defeat it, you know, you might bring it down to 3,500 points, which means you need to defeat it four more times to get it down to 2,000. And then another four more times to bring it all the way down. So you're only got, like, nine times of just going in and beating it. Uh, some people don't want to bother with that. Or if they've got high enough Pokemon, they can probably do it in less. You know, if you demolish it and you don't lose anything, then you can get it down like 2,000 points at a time. Or if you and a buddy go, you can take gyms in no time. But, so, yeah, that's how
2: it works. Yeah. And then how do you, because I've had once where it let me put my Pokemon in the gym because it was my, my team. But then now when I go, it just only gives me the, the option to train my Pokemon, like the one and have them fight. So, how do you put your Pokemon in the gym if it's your own team? Uh,
0: every 2,000 points of a gym, it goes up a level, like I said. And every level, you get uh, another Pokemon. So, when you capture a gym, it starts off at level two. So, you can instantly put two Pokemon in. If, you're, if you see a level two gym and it's sitting at 4,000 points, you say, Well, I would love to put my Pokemon in. You actually have to battle the gym with your strongest Pokemon. Whatever you do, you're actually not damaging the gym, you're strengthening it. All right. You just strengthen it up until it hits 6,000. Once it hits 6,000, or at least over 4,000, actually, uh, then it becomes a level 3 gym. And once it's level 3, you can now put a special Pokemon in, a.k.a.
2: yours.
0: Gotcha. So, etc. cetera go 4, 5, 6, whatever. So, if you have a group of people, you can get, like, I'm sure it's like, a level 8 or 9 gym and just have a, a plethora of Pokemon. It'll be really hard to take over. But that's, that's why. Cause, yeah, I was confused by it, too. Like, why is it not letting me put it in? Why can I only battle my own color? I don't want to take it over again. I don't want to harm it.
2: Yeah, because the first time I went to a gym, that was my color, It let me pull my Pokemon there, but then since then, it hasn't. So I was like, I, I figured it was something like that, and didn't know exactly how how it plays out. But the um, hey, this game really like it, it gives you minimum tutorials on stuff. Um, which to be honest, I'm not like super like concerned about though, because I feel like half the time when you're out and about, you I kind of just ask people and you just kind of find out from others too. So it was almost like you're exploring the game with other people too. So it kind of, kind of worked out actually. So it's, it's kind of cool to, you know, uh, um, talk with other people and kind of figure out the game's mechanics a little too.
0: Now, here's one thing I worry about. Uh, you know, obviously people are trying to catch them all. That's the slogan. Now the next, logical big update outside of adding trading and battling in, which are things they've already promised, would be to add the 100 new Pokemon from Gold and Silver, which would be the next logical step. But doing so actually puts a hindrance, because even like having all those Pidgeys and Rattatas and Weedles, which I'm sure you've seen all over the place, getting them over and over again actually allows you to level those Pokemon up and train them, which is a good thing. Suddenly adding in all these other Pokemon now it makes it really hard to level up a specific Pokemon because you may never see that one again for a while because you're going from a pool of 146, or, yeah, 146 uh, right now to the legendaries and uh ditto are not part of it. Uh, you're going to like 246 or 200 and, you know, 30 whatever, taking out legendaries. And that's only going to increase in time. Do you think people would just get burnt down and eventually go, what? I had a perfect Pokedex, and now I've got another 100. Screw this. I'm tired of walking. And especially if it ever gets to the Sun Moon phase where you've got, what, over 700, over 800 Pokemon, you know. And, and some are continent-specific, so it's like, oh, my God, I'm not going to Brazil to, to catch this damn thing. I'm going to get diseased or something. <laughs> you know, like, like how, how long do you think they can keep going? And what do you think the smartest path is to not alienate the majority of people? and turn them away and think, all right, it's over. It's done. I've had my fail.
2: And I think that's, that's the big question, right? Like how, I mean, this thing has blown up so much, like how do you keep going? How do you keep that momentum going? Uh, And I think it'll last a while. Um, And I think, you know, once they add the gold, silver Pokemon, the hundred new, I think that'll keep it going. But then when you get further into it, you know, I think it'll get more and more challenging to keep people. But I think part of it too is adding functionality with it too. I mean, once you add trading, okay, it's a little more difficult to catch some of these other Pokemon, but you can trade them. So you, you can kind of, you know, now you have that way of getting Pokemon as well, or, you know, I think, um, as, as time goes on, I think they just have to figure out more ways to, um, you know, add new items or add new, just something to kind of keep people interested and fresh, uh, with, uh, with the franchise. So, I, you know, I, I can get a feel for it continuing into second generation, maybe third gen. After that, it's going to become pretty difficult to keep people, I think. But, you know, I, I guess we'll have to see what they do with that. Well, definitely the later gens
0: aren't, and gens aren't as popular. Like, the fact that we started with, with Gen 1 is, is a testament to the, oh, that was a gen I remember. You know, like, like squirtle, or Charmander, Pikachu. Like, these are, like, household names almost at this point. Uh, But the thing that you were mentioning about trading and what worries me the most is if they do internet trading, you're going to see eBay, I got a Charizard, you know, 100 bucks, I got a Mewtwo, you know, 500 bucks, and you're going to see kids taking mommy and daddy's credit cards, or you're going to see irresponsible adults going, I want a freaking Charizard, that's the CP of 2,500, I'll be unstoppable in my town, here's 300 bucks. And, and other people, it'll become like uh, MMOs where you'll have Chinese guild sellers, uh, which will spend all day farming Pokemon just to throw them on eBay and sell them. Which I believe will happen because it happens in every MMO out there already. Uh, so that's something to wonder and
1: worry about. But well, they wonder... you also try to tie some of the like the CP level to like your player level, so like you couldn't just like log into the game and like yeah. be a level one and like oh well I got a twenty five hundred. CP unstoppable unit. They could make it some sort of limit there. So you'd obviously to be a hardcore player, and that would also balance the trading a lot easier too. You couldn't trade like a 10 CP Weedle for like 2,500 Charizard. I mean,
0: yeah, is... they could do something like that. Um, I guess that would be the smartest way to do it, but I'm sure they'll find a work around uh, to sell. So There will be people out there trying to make a profit off this, but I guarantee you there will be people trying to figure out a way. Hell, I've even seen people, uh, this is true, uh, on Craigslist, people are, are offering, some people are offering to be Pokemon drivers for like $30 an hour. You get in their car, they drive you wherever you go, and you just sit there and collect Pokemon at Pokestops. Uh, I've also seen other people who have offered like $300 an hour in New York City where they you give them your login information, they log in as you walk around town or, or New York City and, and get all the PokéStops and collect all the Pokémon for you. And uh, this way, if you're at work or something and you can't go, the, you, you pay them and they'll do it. Or maybe not sure, maybe like $100. But people are already trying to find ways of making money off this game, as is.
2: Yeah, I mean, some of it is kind of unavoidable, I guess, like with any kind of a game like this. I mean some of that you know there's only so much you can you can go against but with the trading stuff I mean I almost wonder if at least initially to see how it goes maybe later they might change it trading would be more done locally and not over the internet so that still kind of encourages the social interaction and then you know then they can try and expand it as time goes on but I almost kind of hope that trading at first is only done locally so that like You're not suddenly just expanding everything like crazy, and it still encourages you to go out and interact with people. Because I think that's the biggest thing is, um, yeah, you release more and more Pokemon, but the thing that kind of really sells the game for me is being able to go out and see other people playing the game there too. So if they continue that social interaction, I think that's going to be important to the game's success. Yeah, I agree there.
0: But eventually they are going to do it online, and
2: they will have to. Yeah. Um, Richard Romero saying, uh, Pokemon too strong is like, it won't obey like the badges in the game. So like how, you know, if you, your Pokemon are above a certain level, they won't listen to you in in the game unless you have certain badges. So it's kind of similar to that if, uh, if they implemented something like that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe, you know, I, I don't know. There's so many other possible mechanics and stuff they could, they could really implement. But I think, um, um... You know, we'll see. And they have a panel at uh, Comic-Con. Um, the, uh, Steve, and Chaz, and go Team Valor. <laughs> <Hey>. Um <laughs> uh, But they they have a panel at Comic-Con, and they actually moved it to Hall 8, which is like the big hall with, you know, the, the big panels and everything. So the, uh, it's a testament to Pokemon Go, you know, and, and it'll be interesting to see if they talk about, you know, how they're going to have the legendaries and all that kind of stuff. Um, it'll be very interesting to see uh, how all that plays out.
0: Yeah, I don't know if you saw the video. There's a video online. Let's look it up. Uh, I believe a Vaporeon appeared in Central Park, New York. And there's a video of a stampede. You're smiling, so I think you've seen it. It's literally a yep. stampede of like 300, 400, maybe even up to a 1,000 people of just rushing for the Vaporeon. And there was something like that in Washington, D.C. as well. There was a squirtle, I think. And like, uh, mm-hmm. people Charging the park, I can see something crazy. And since they already teased the Mewtwo in Central uh, Times Square, if they really did that in Times Square, New York, that place is crazy already, like on a normal day. I could just see thousands upon thousands of people coming from New Jersey and Connecticut and upstate New York, as well as the other boroughs of New York City, just charging in and, and like, come on, I can't get in. Where's the Mewtwo? You know, like, and it just turning into a nightmare for, like, the NYPD, trying to like, get people <laughs> all under control to find this virtual, non-existent Pokemon.
2: You
0: uh, have to be careful with
2: that. I should put all the billboards in Times Square actually have Mewtwo's image, so that, like, it actually, you know, looks like you're, like, trying to get, you know, I don't know, it would be kind of cool. But uh, I almost wonder with legendaries like, Mewtwo, is that they try and get a whole bunch of people together to fight Mewtwo and take him down. And if you all together take him down... Then you can, you know, unlock Mewtwo or get the chance to catch him or something like that. Because then it kind of like, you know, you're not just going to catch them, but it encourages like teamwork in that sense too, um, or or whatever team—team team Mystic, Valor, Instinct, like whatever team does it. You know, although that might kind of cause uh, more riots That's and, and fighting. So, <laughs> um,
0: That's bad. Like <laughs> think about it, like if it that many people and like say Mystic gets it, all of a sudden you see all the Valor instinct people just start jumping the Mystic people <laughs> Oh <laughs> it's so man. Dangerous. That would be
2: terrible. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well uh, Exactly. Yeah. I was gonna say another thing, uh, they already have it if you if you and a friend challenge a gym at the same time, you can actually see your friend battling the same Pokemon you are. You see each other working together, which I think is really cool, uh when the servers are working, of course. Um, but I can I really hope like with something like a legendary that they unify it because I've noticed most times it's unified like when my wife and I go out and hey there's a Pidgey oh it's 220 for me it's 220 for her but then there are other times where it's 300 for her and it's 45 for me and it's like we're the same level like why is there that discrepancy and could you imagine like all these people trying to get too? and like oh my God he's like 2500 2500 and someone's like I got Mewtwo and he 10, like, like, that would be horrible. You guys, you can
2: might like, commit suicide or something. Like, you never know. Right. That's like my sister. She always gets frustrated because somehow her Pokemon always, like, less CP than, than me. So I'm like, I I don't know. I'm right next to you. I'm doing the yeah. same thing. Are you guys at the same level, too? Uh, at times, yeah. I mean, there were times when I was a higher level, so I expected that. But then there were times when we were the same level, and... And every now and then she would get like a less CP Pokemon or something. Yeah. Um, Why can't they be uniform? Right, yeah. But, uh. It was just really random. I
1: don't know. I've seen like some that just like appear and then they disappear.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think part of it is probably with the server issue too, because the other day, like, I found an Abra my sister's in the same area walking all around. She couldn't find it. Like no matter what she did, she closed the app and restarted it and everything. Um, so the, uh, I don't know. I mean, I think it's, you know, some of it is probably due to the server issues and stuff, but, um, but on the other hand, you know, if they can get all that straightened out, I think that kind of makes it more interactive and, and cool. So cool. So will see.
0: Here's the most important question of the night that you have found. Most important question of the night. Is your fiance playing Pokemon Go? that could be a deal breaker,
2: right? <laughs> Got um, the as of the, uh, the last time I spoke with her, she was not, but uh, she said she was considering it. So we'll see. I know her brother is playing it, and he's already uh, he was higher level than me before. So, uh, but he, the thing is, he sent me a screenshot of like Central Park, and I'm like, okay, that's not fair. Like you're, you know, you're in New York, you're and like I, I can't beat that. Like. <laughs> So, city yeah, um, just, for, just for Pokemon.
1: <laughs>
2: right. So who's
0: your guy's a starter?
1: Uh, who's your starter? Uh, Charmander. You know, Char- Charmander. I <laughs> <laughs> also Charmander, Charmander. <don't> <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, Not that it matters because he's CP12 and you never use him. Right. <laughs> I upgraded mine a
1: couple times. He's CP57. I am a
0: Charmander to power him up.
2: Yeah right. I I want a bunch of Magikarp. I want a powered up yeah. like Gyarados. He needs like a hundred Magikarp or something to like get that thing to. It's so crazy. Yeah. Uh, but it'll be so satisfying once you do it. I'm sure. Now <laughs> I've seen those hacks
0: too, where like people are able to just like sit in their ass and literally just like move their phone and like it chits the GPS and see you walking.
2: And I think that takes away the fun of the game, and I, and I really hope people don't use that. Niantic, uh for the Ingress game that they did with that uses the same kind of stuff, they've banned people for the uh, like messing with the GPS signals and having the, you know, them jump around and do all that stuff. They've banned people in the past for doing that, and I kind of hope that they do again here, because you're really defeating the point of the game and, and you're, you're messing with it. So um, I hope that they start to enforce that stuff.
1: Well, I hope it doesn't somehow give me a bang, because I usually leave it out on the train, and so they're usually sprinting just so I can get extra kilometers Well, the egg
2: is- Oh, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people will, will do that to kind of leave it leave it open. But they say that they say that it actually doesn't count the kilometers and stuff unless you're, like, like, what, like, five miles per hour or less or something like that, so... the uh, I heard it was like, 30. Like, oh, I, I'm not sure exactly what it is, but people have said if it's, like, if you're, like, biking or something, it's fine, but, like, you know, if you're like going down the highway or something, like it's probably not going to register it or something. So, yeah. Uh, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, so, any other like uh, final thoughts on uh, on Pokemon Go to kind of wrap this up? Any any specific Pokemon you're about to go hunting for or anything? Or?
0: I can't because you can't see where they are now. It's, it's not really worth going and wasting your time unless you really want to walk. A lot in all directions, just to watch it disappear from your local Pokemon list
1: and question where
0: where it was it to begin with.
1: Well, today I just uh-huh. caught a Squirtle and a Starly, so I was really happy. Just now? But I'm, no, like this morning.
0: Oh, nice! Great.
2: Okay.
1: I'm up to I'm up to thirty in my Pokédex, so even nice even
2: number. Nice. You're getting there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just ready. I think um, my sister has also kind of been back into Pokemon and stuff recently too. So both her and I have been like going out and playing the game and stuff. So we're always like, all right, when I get home from work, let Where are we going today? Where are we doing this? So, um, so it's it's good fun. So I'm I'm excited to kind of explore more areas and try and catch some other Pokemon. I have a bunch that I've been saving to evolve because I want to use a lucky egg that I have to get the double XP when I evolve them. So, um, the uh, I'll probably do that next. I'll evolve. Uh, like a Kuna into a B drill, Spiro into a Piro and a bunch of other ones. So we'll see.
0: So thought, now, uh, this, this just screams road trip. Everybody come to New York City. Like this Nintendo, Fuse meet up New York City Pokemon Go. hunting, meet up with fans <laughs> and just go to town. And then you can get your fiance and her brother down because they're close, and they could join us. You can get her into the game. She would get like a huge boost, and we would just so have fun.
2: I have to make sure that they join Team Mystic and stuff, though, because otherwise I'm screwed. (laughs) Wherever we walk, you guys will just take over all the gyms. No, no, no. That would be
0: the rule. That would be the rule. No gyms, just (laughs) Pokéstops, catching eggs, and just having fun. No gyms.
2: Right. Yeah, definitely. Nintendo to use Pokemon Go takeover. Should uh, Should be fun, definitely. Um, but, uh, but if any of you all are, are ever in, in our areas and stuff too, I know they have Pokemon Go meetups like all over the place. Um, I know they're doing a big one in DC in like two weeks or something too. So I might go check that out. So, um, yeah, so definitely, um, lots of fun to explore the game. So let us know guys, if you ever play the game, tweet us, post on our Facebook page or anything and let us know what team you are and, and how you're doing with the game. Send us your screenshots and everything. We'd love to, uh, to see, uh, your your time with the game. It's always it's always fun to to see how others are doing. Um, but that's pretty much it. We love you know go Pokemon hunting together with our fans. Yeah, exactly. You can always help each other out. Like somebody put the learn module there and everybody else can benefit and stuff. So teamwork uh definitely is uh is a key to Pokemon. So um definitely worth uh worth checking out. Um so with that being said, that kinda wraps up uh this episode for tonight. So uh, let us know, um, again, in the comments and everything, uh, you know, how you're enjoying the game as well. And check out NintendoFuse.com for all the latest Nintendo news and reviews. We don't know what's coming up for the rest of the summer. We don't know if the NX will be revealed soon or not. You know, we'll have to wait and see. Again, every podcast we say this, we just keep waiting. Hopefully one day it will be revealed, and then we'll be back to discuss that as well.
0: You know what? After our podcast, it's usually an Nintendo Direct announcement, so maybe there's
2: that an is true. coming. Very true, very true. You heard it here first. You can thank us. You know, thank us later, right? Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, we'll be back again with uh, with with some more uh, in the future as well. If if anything else, we'll have more experiences with Pokemon Go to share. So that should be fun anyway. Uh, but thank you all again for watching and listening as well. Uh, we appreciate it. Have a great night. And we'll talk to you all later. Bye, everyone. Bye, Ev. yeah. See ya. See ya. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
0: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.